to the power Andy Knowles, formerly of the Pro Wrestling Rewind on ESPN Radio, and you are listening to the WrestleView International Desk right here on Phoenix 92.5. The following announcement has been paid for by the New World Order. What do you talk about the money? You talk about beating people up. Well, it's the new world order, and I hope it's okay because there's nothing you can do about it. That's right. Power, fame, money, and now our own corporations. You know, think about it. N-W-O. My name is Daryl Connor. You're listening to the rest of you international desk here on Phoenix 92.5. Brian, are you there, sir? Hey, can you hear me? Wow, this worked. I can't oh, believe it. Fantastic. <laughs> Guys, we have gone through hell in the handbasket to make this happen. But we are live, and that's what the technical issues were. So yay, technical issues. My name is Daryl Connor, as I said before. Bryn, welcome to the show. Uh, we're here despite all the technical issues in the world. And uh, this is podcast. 321 so we're we're getting up there now Bryn. yeah soon enough you'll be able to listen to one episode every day if you listen to the and you'll be won't be able to get through the entire thing in the calendar year so only 30 more weeks <laughs> 30 more weeks whether that's good or bad we're gonna make it happen yes. um yeah. all right so we have a lot to get through this week as always and one of the main things we have to get through is of course the saga of becky lynch and Charlotte, the depressing tale of Becky Lynch. Yeah. So, Bryn, what what has your uh, what has your goat about this? So, um, where to begin? So, basically, when um, uh, as you all, as you all should know from uh, from SummerSlam, Charlotte won, and uh, then Becky attacked her, and from there, Becky just went full blown heel, uh, went full blown heel, and was. Uh, basically blaming the fans for cheering Charlotte, completely forgetting, like basically going, you cheered Charlotte for three seconds and then you chanted, you deserve it after I kicked the shit out of her for for, for a few minutes. But no, it's the three seconds that really grinds my gears. And it's just like, that, like, that's not what happened. Like, that's really, like, that may have happened, but it's not like to... For that to like to annoy anyone is it's ridiculous. Like it's it, like like there's like I can believe a person can get pushed out, pushed into the ropes and then and then decide to continue on running and then it's momentum. You know, it's not. It's really not. It's that's not how momentum works. But like it just, I like I just can't believe that kind of. I can't believe that from her. It just doesn't. Uh, I just can't believe. I, I just find it very hard to believe that anyone would realistically have that reaction with the way that the crowd, in general, reacted towards her. It just doesn't make sense because, like, I mean, if you're like if you're watching SmackDown for the last what four or five months, you were seeing people really get behind Becky, really, really get behind her and see how hard she was grinding towards the win, trying to get the win, and uh, trying to get into the title picture. And then Charlotte just basically just shows up and gets a single match to get in. Yeah, I think she's kind of, I think her anger is kind of justified. And anyone who's been following that journey is basically saying the same thing. And then you have idiots like Road Dog who are saying, no, they had, they had the exact same journey. And you're like, no, <laughs> like, no, not really. <laughs> you know, like Charlotte on one hand, basically got uh, offered a chance to get into the title match because Paige was annoyed at the champion. You know, meanwhile, Becky had to win about 10 or 10 matches or so in a row to get there. So it's not, it's not exactly a one-to-one, is it? Well, like it depends on your, it depends on your perspective, Bryn. Yeah. You know, like he's, I can see where everyone's coming from, 
but from a from a viewer standpoint, it's it's not the best. You know, mm-hmm. like it's I haven't lost it's, interest by any yeah. stretch of imagination in in this feud, but I think like typical WWE, they've they've not jumped a shark, but they have done a substantial amount of damage to it mm. uh, purely by just being the WWE mm. um, but being so tone deaf like yeah the fans didn't turn as much as they gleefully enjoyed the fact yeah. that uh, Charlotte was getting you know battered in the corner but- like, I, I don't know if you've ever done like um, if you've ever like done any like improv uh, improv workshops or anything like that no. But like, okay, so there's this really basic rule in improv, and like wrestling in under certain circumstances totally is improv, and it absolutely is an improvised thing. And like in improv, there's this thing like one of the basic rules is where it's like yes and like say uh, say uh, you have one person saying the sky is on fire, and then another person says yes, but it's also snowing. That's you know the basic idea of it. As soon as someone says no, that there's no there's no more continuation of anything because you've just basically killed it you mm-hmm. know like they basically like the fans gave like a layup for how to progress with the story because you have like you have the fans in one, with one chant telling uh, telling WWE what they want to have happen because they love the fact that Becky actually attacked Charlotte and they also were chanting at Charlotte, you deserve it, as she's getting beaten up. Like, ha- like Charlotte could have easily gone, you don't respect me, to the fans at that point, and go down the, the usual heel tirade against the fans. But it would actually make sense for once. Mm. You know? Like, it just... I think, I think that's what annoys me more than anything else, is that, like, the simple thing to do would be to go along with what the fans are doing, and you can actually make sense of it because you can actually then play clips and play that chant of going, you deserve it. And it just, it, it, it just makes, it would make their job a lot easier. Brent, our uh, intern trainee tech uh, sound technician, Rusty has reminded me, uh, yeah. has, has, has reminded me uh, to, to bring up something to you. Now, what's our rule when it comes to storylines in WWE? Ah, but this is not fun, neither interesting. It, this could, is be just, bo- it could be both, though. Yes, it could it be could, both. But this, both. this technically does not qualify as being fun nor interesting. It's just... Bad. Just do the simplest thing. It's not even like... It's not even a case of going, oh, this would be fun or interesting. It's like, no, this is just like... The fans are giving you an opportunity to tell a story here that, you know, you could do. Or you could just, like, make life harder for yourselves. And tell a story that doesn't make sense because no one believes it. You know, like it's like I, WDB, I can suspend my disbelief to a point, but you push it. You always have to push it. Yeah, and that's the problem. Basically. That's that's the problem with, with most WDB storylines nowadays. Um, it always comes a point where you're like, "This is great. This is really good. I'm I'm having a good time," and then you're not having a good time. And yeah. it's like, well, that, you was, know, that was totally become- right. You become like Kevin Owens, just going, I quit <laughs> leaving the show sad and dejected. Because... Actually, speaking of Kevin Owens, what did you think of the, of the comments that uh, Kevin Owens made regarding uh, Ring of Honor there, like during the week? It was a bit, a bit snide, to be honest with you. I didn't appreciate them. Um, I, I genuinely didn't get a chance to see any of them. Um, he said, well, he said, you know, he was asked, what do you think about the Ring of Honor selling out? Uh, Madison Square Gardens recently and he's like oh it's good for them but you know it's only because we're there it's like ugh um, I, I, oh, that's a that's a weird comment to make I know that's as, a what former, I as a former world heavyweight champion from Ring of Honor yep. like I mean I mean he had to like I mean this is the, the weird thing though is that like he had like a very on, like he had a, a weird time there where Jim Cornette was there because like Jim uh, and him just did not get on at all, and it's like it's it's weird because like uh, Kevin has never really gone into his like he's never really gone into details on it. He said like point blank that he thinks that Jim Cornette is a crazy person, but that's about as far as he's gone. <laughs> you know, like 
Whereas like Cornette, because it's Cornette, has explained very clearly what he like why they had issues. One of the main reasons was that like himself and Sammy would really just push for their agendas constantly for things. And yeah, I can see that. I think that hasn't really happened in WWE so much, but that's just because like they haven't I think the like I think that WWE just like have used it as much as they can to their advantage. And as well as they kind of gave them the they gave them their bottle they gave the baby their bottle the babies their bottle up until up until a point and then they just kind of went like well we've done what we have with you and that's it really you know yeah that's it like to a point it's kind of like well it's just it's it's unfortunate you know it's like some of the guys well I, well, I wouldn't say it in, about ECW but it's like a lot of guys that ran down. WCW unnecessarily now a lot of it was fair but it's when they were in their position and but at least that was you know WWE were at a, were or in direct competition with WCW but this it's like they're not you know not in a million million yeah. billion years like yeah I mean it's like I mean at the same time like what do you expect Kevin to say when like he like I mean look Jimmy Jacobs got fired because he took photos with some of his friends you know like. Mm. It's uh, it's one of those things where like he, I mean, like, you, you kind of want him to like be honest or whatever, but he kind of has to be careful too, you know? Yeah. Like, um, like I don't think that they would fire him, but they can make things more difficult for him. I mean, like his, um, like I'm as much as happy as I was with his first two years in the company. I like I mean the last year or so, I haven't really been terribly thrilled with what they've had for him to do because I thought the the complex heel character that he had is well and truly gone now and he's more of a parody of what he was yeah you know at this point more than anything which is a massive shame but it's just I mean at the same time like Kevin I'm happy he's there I'm happy that like he's you know that he still has a role on the show and it's great for him you know I just wish that he was I wish he was more true to the character that he presented initially. Yes, but to, to be fair, the match he had with um, Seth Rollins on Raw this week was very, very good. Oh yeah, but you expect that, like, <laughs> you know? I mean, you expect it, but it's, it's, it's a rarity like, on Raw to have characters who are like parodies of themselves still pumping out good matches. That that is very, very true. It's just like, I mean. Kevin, I mean, Kevin has always has been has always had like a tremendous work rate when it came to what he did in the ring. Like it's very rare you see him put on like a joke of a match, you yeah. know. Like the worst matches he's had, you choke, you can choke them up to a lack of chemistry. Like it's very weird to think that he's had better matches with Cena than he's had with AJ, but it's true, you it know. Is. And it, it is very just true. purely because like him and Cena had. A lot more chemistry now. Also, it probably is the fact that like Kevin Owens' son is a huge John John Cena fan, and he wants to have the best possible match with John Cena for his son. Yeah. You know, yeah. But like, you know what I mean? Like those are like those are definite. Uh, those are that's a definite factor with him. But it's like, yeah, I, I just I, I'm I'm looking. I'm interested to see where that story goes. But you know, I just I don't really want to see sad bullied Kevin Owens. <laughs> well, you know? just, switch, just switching gears a bit, feeling of characters we feel sorry for. You know who I felt sorry for on this week's Raw? Who? You have what? You have two guesses. Elias. No, go again. Um. Hmm. The B team? <laughs> Even more pathetic than the B team. My boys, the Ascension. Aww. Oh was, yeah, they they did the job for <laughs> for yeah. Bobo. They did the of all the people, they did the job for Mister Golf himself, Bobo Lashley. Oh. As soon as I saw that, I was like, Ah, here! Not only are they going <laughs> to lose, but they're going to lose to you know yeah. notable golf enthusiast and part-time wrestler. Um, you know, like, I, genuinely, I genuinely thought it was going to happen when like the Ascension came out. He was going to cut a promo about how he loves the, how he loves golf. No, I genuinely thought that they might have um, uh, have the two of them get attacked by AOP. 
Oh, yeah, that would have made sense. That would have been good. Yep. But this was like an. I mean, they're those guys like because like AOP are like, I mean they're they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna be in a tag title match soon. It's just like, and like the ascent like the ascension are, like they're not doing anything, and they're another heavyweight. They're another uh, would you call them a heavyweight team? Like they're not kind of. Yeah, like I mean they're they're another team that they can totally. uh, they're another team that they can totally just steamroll through on their way to the tag titles. Cause like they're look, it, uh, the, that's what AOP are. They're a steamroller team. Yeah. You know, like um, it's what we kind of should be expecting from them. Mm, that's very true. Mm. Very, very true. Like the thing about it is I, I, like when they need this, you know, they actually, yeah. they actually need, um, they need the ability to just have these people to run through, and that and that's why jobber teams are great. We yeah. haven't had a jobber team in ages, but well, I'm just sad like, that's intention. Yeah, but I think like, I mean, the Ascension have like, I don't know what happened to them because they had a great run in NXT, and then yeah. it just it just never it just never worked out for them. Whatever, like, I think because they tried they tried to make them into Legion of Doom 4.0. I think that's what we're on now. Legion of Doom mm-hmm. 4.0. Like, and they just, it just didn't work out for them. And I think it's because like, they, but like they, they haven't really, they were never really given the chance to really like either make it goofy enough that it became endearing or to like do it seriously enough that people might find them intimidating. They just were always in this like, like this half parody kind of roll with it and then before you knew it they were jobbing out to to um uh, to the fashion files you know to the fashion police it's just like this is the the pitfall of wwe's positioning like remember in 2005 they they brought in the highlanders and, <laughs> and like teams oh, like no. that where no one ever took them seriously but they were go- they were like throwbacks to the 90s yeah. what happened was during the attitude era and you know from the federation years on like into the attitude era was the idea of like jobbers who look like that was you know Put forward because you know I know there were jobbers going all the way back and you know yeah. a lot of them, a lot of them looked like the Hardy Boys but it was just the fact they were that the Hardy Boys. They, exactly, they were the Hardy Boys, um, and that's what I mean. You know, there there was a particular look to to jobbers, and it was brought back again when Ryback was doing his, you know, feed me more thing. Yeah, it happened with Braun too, and with Nia. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But but hold on, just just on that point, like that's fine. But the sad thing about it is because of stuff like the Highlanders and that where they, no one took them seriously, they have now become to... When, as soon as you see a team like that on Raw, you're like, jobbers. You know, <laughs> and it's just... That's what it is. It's just... No matter what they do anywhere else, the minute they go on Raw, jobbers. Mm. And that's what they've been. Yeah. But same, I think, actually, the same thing, I think, same thing will probably happen with Sanity as well, to be honest with you. Um, well, you see, this is the thing, though. The big, I think the big difference, like the big difference between Sanity and uh, the Ascension is that I think that they, like, there's clearly a lot of love for Killian Dane mm. because if you, if you don't look at the way that guy works and the way that he, the way that he carries himself in the ring, if you don't see a mid, at least a mid car title reign in, in his future, you're insane because he's right. like again he's he's another one of those guys where he's like luke harper where like you know if you put a rocket strap to him he probably would be a main eventer but at the very least you're looking at a very strong mid-card performer right there you know mm. and like you know eric eric young has great experience i i can't make my mind up about alexander wolf i think he's in a great gimmick in a in a great uh, group and i think if i think he's a great fit but I'm not. I don't. And I don't want to knock the guy. I just haven't seen enough of his work to to rate him. And I, you know, it's just I like. I don't. I, I'm not, I, I like. I don't rate his work. But at the same time, like I, 
at the if he ever, if every single singles match from him where he's against someone, I go actually that was a great match. That wouldn't surprise me either, you know. Right. Um. That's kind of like how I feel about Sanity, and I think. I think Sanity, because they've been given much more of a one-to-one transition from NXT to SmackDown, I think they stand a much better chance than the Ascension do. The Ascension were given shoulder, like were given shoulder pads immediately upon promotion, you know, yeah. and they were they were immediately they were they were given shoulder pads and they were given face they were given more face paint immediately on promotion. That wasn't <laughs> really what the act was when they were no. like the act changed pretty drastically from. NXT to the main roster. Yeah, the- like like the 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 act itself was a lot more esoteric. Mm. Um, it was actually way more deep and nuanced. But again, this is the, this is the thing. NXT allows for nuances and allows for, mm. for stuff like that. To be honest, I didn't even like them in NXT. <laughs> to be honest with you, because they were just squash matches. But the music is awesome. Yeah, but so was the music for the brood, but they it wasn't. Yeah, that, that was awesome too. Yes, it was. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> Gangrel is is yeah. like the coolest boy ever. You know. Well, he may be fanging and banging, but you know what? It's also <laughs> like a, that whole period is like a footnote in the history of the team with uh, the two tag teams associated with that with the brood. Like, <laughs> uh, no, there was the brood and the new brood. Yeah. Yeah, and both of them are footnote in the in the careers of the people <laughs> part, who participated in them. I like, don't know, man. You know, like I, I actually got to see uh, a black wedding match in two thousand and two with Gangrel, then known as the Vampire Warrior, because he does, because Gangrel is actually owned by White Wolf, which is a, <laughs> a um, gone off on a random side, which is a, a, a like a tabletop gaming um, company. And uh, WWE actually like licensed it, so he doesn't actually own Gangrel. Uh, so he's known as the Vampire Warrior, and I got to see him versus his actual wife Luna, Luna Fashan, in WWE. It was terrible. It was a bad match, <laughs> but he still did his, the entrance, and everybody popped like you know it was the Fourth of July. It was great. And I'm gonna watch some yeah. brood matches when I go home. <laughs> <laughs> just the entrance oh. alone is just the best. I'm, you know, there's something to be said for entrances. WDB, get your act together. Now, listen. You before say that, we... but there's been so many entrances that have been improved upon in the last few years. Oh yeah. Okay. So look, really, what we're going to do is we're going to kind of reset and mm. take go to go to hard break now because I want to get into WDB Super Show. So we're going to go to hard break here, and then when we come back. Uh, we'll reset and then go again. So I'm just going to uh, play some... Actually, no, I want to play a, a quick song because this is pretty cool and it's apt to sit in the fact what we're going through at the moment. So here we go, check it out. Wrestling. 
and you're listening to the WrestleView International Desk. Guys, and we're back here on the rest of you, International S Phoenix 92.5 FM podcast 321. And uh, you know, the song that we played before, uh, in the middle of the ad break before we came back there was uh, a play on Sin Cara for anyone who remembers Sin Cara's um, uh, Spider Man theme, yes, and the Spider Man theme. And the reason why I played it is because of all the botches that I'm doing on the show, which I did one there when we had dead air, so. Apologies, guys. You know, the thing about technology is it's awesome until it doesn't work. And then you're screwed. <laughs> it's as Rick Morana said in uh, Spaceballs, even in the future, nothing works. Yeah, no, it works. It's just not well. And that's the problem. <laughs> you know, if stuff didn't work, then it's fine. Then you can plan for it. But when stuff kind of works, that's when, that's when things go bad. And speaking of things that could possibly go bad, I want to talk about this because I'm very sad. Um, you know, automatically the card made me sad looking at it. And this, of course, is a show that's coming everybody's way October 6th, 2018, which is a Saturday from the Melbourne Cricket Grounds in Melbourne, Victoria, Australia. WWE Super Showdown. That's so lame. It hurts, guys. Pick a better name. Well, it's look, really I, mean, it's, I, I mean, it's a lot better than Great Balls of Fire is all I can say. Yes. Yes, but you to know? be fair, you know, yeah, that's that's not that's not hard, man. I, I, I know, I know, it's low hanging fruit, but I'm sticking with it. it okay, fair. If, any, fair. if anything, it's very, it's a very 1980s low rent territory kind of name, like yeah, yeah. But you know, it's just like it's it quality, like, the what. The, you know, Lethal Leap here from South Pop Regional Wrestling. <laughs> this isn't even a leap here. Did no one check? <laughs> but like, you know, I, I have no problem with kind of like corny wrestling names like Lethal Lockdown, you know, as a as a name is, yeah. you know, they didn't call it pay-per-view that though. Lockdown. No, yeah, Lockdown's okay. You know, that kind of works. Um, there's been worse, but like the greatest Royal Rumble, that was cool. You know, uh, as as a as a pay per view, it was quite good as well, you know. Yeah. Um, it also gave us Titus World Slide, which is always going to be a monument to human achievement. So, oh yeah, yeah. He 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 went to Saudi Arabia and came back a legend. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. fair play to you, sir. But you know, it, the name of it isn't why I'm sad. I'm sad because of you know. I was looking through the card here. I'm like, oh, Undertaker and Triple H gonna be amazing. Triple H better win a belt. <laughs> um, Daniel Bryan versus The Miz uh, that's going to be fun it's a number one contendership match yeah. now here's here's where the you know what starts to hit the fan alright Kevin Owens and Elias are teaming together which you know, is okay Yeah, they're teaming to face Bobo and John Cena oh, and I really a, yeah that, that's, that's that's a team yeah, that's a, that's, a, that's a team. That's also uh, like a very heavy-handed. I, I guess I know who's winning this match. <laughs> yeah. So I, I realized something. You remember when we were talking about SummerSlam and we really enjoyed it, and everyone had a good time, and all the children yeah. were happy, and peace was declared across the world. And <laughs> yeah. It's because it's like Cena, the event. Yeah, yeah. But you know, even still, people just lost interest and went home. <laughs> I realized something. It's because Cena wasn't there. And you know, I think we talked about this when we were doing a review of it. But like, think just the minute think I saw it. Sorry, go on. Think about it this way, though. They WWE has done something really nice for you, Dara. <laughs> They've given you one whole match that you have to skip. 
instead of two because it's not a singles match for Bobo Lashley and it's not a singles match for John Cena. It's yeah, just I don't, one whole match with the two of them. But I don't that's hate Bobo. That's really I, nice of them. That's really I just, I, nice of them. And you're being really, really <laughs> rude right now. No, I don't I don't hate Bobo. I just don't understand why he isn't a pro golfer and not a pro wrestler because that's where his passion is. At least, at least when... when but look, you know? at least at least when Brock Lesnar doesn't care about something, he goes off and actually does what he does care what he does care about, which is UFC. You know, that's no, it's, fine. It's being alone and farming. <laughs> it's being, it's being that's, alone. that's what he likes to do. <laughs> and doing but, fighting know, just <laughs> pays the bills for him. Fair, fair. I'll give you that. But you know, maybe Bobo could be a golfer because that's that's all he likes to do. And you know, whenever I see him out there, I'm like. Yeah. I can't buy anything you're doing because I know you're not. Your heart's not in it. Now, just with Cena though, I have I have a stress headache. Though. Well, look, yeah. I, he he doesn't love wrestling. <laughs> the man does not love wrestling. I want to dig no. out that interview and play it for everybody. The no, man. I'm not saying that he does. I'm just saying that it, wrestling helps him get to different golf courses. Fair, okay. You know? And okay. that like that's important to Bobby Lashley. Like, <laughs> that's the real important thing. <laughs> Oh my god! I actually seriously, honestly, I'm gonna dig. I, I, I honestly, I'm gonna dig out that interview for everybody though, because yeah. to this day, I'm just yeah. floored. I just can't believe it. Like, <laughs> honestly, I think if that was his gimmick, where he was just like desperate to play golf, and he saw <laughs> matches as like an obstacle to him playing golf, and all the stakes of him winning and losing was involved in whether or not he's able to play golf, I think that'd be really good. You seriously, know? WWE do that. That should just be his. That should be his gimmick. You not know? like a Ker- not like a Kerwin White thing, but like actually yeah. just someone who really enjoys golf and is upset that he has to go and wrestle. Imagine, right? You're back. Yeah. He's backstage, and you know Kurt walks up to him. He's like, "Hey, you're wrestling." So he goes, "Oh man, I'm gonna miss my golf game tomorrow." And he's like, "Well, look, you know, you have to do the thing right itself." But it's like he. Oh, I'm just trying to think of someone who works the leg. You know, <laughs> and like you know, I was like, "But I'll affect my golf swing." <laughs> <laughs> He could be the best heel or face in the company based on it alone. You know, and then what can happen is his merch, they can sell like foam golf clubs. Yeah. And the little hats. Amazing. Oh. Amazing. Oh, WWE do we do that? Stupid uh, headband. He can have like one of those uh, golf visors. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. I love this idea. It's like a tiger. Oh, oh they should go the whole way and have it be a Tiger Woods gimmick and have it be that he's, that he's <laughs> sleeping around. <laughs> Oh, it's incredible. It's so oh, good. Just keep so many layers. So many layers to this Everybody, Everyone listening to the show right now, tweet to WWE. <laughs> hashtag golf, Bob, golf Bobby. Golf Bobo. <laughs> golf Bobo. <laughs> It'd be incredible. I'd love it. But, you know, I, I realized that as soon as I saw the name John Cena, I got a stress headache. And it's just... It's just like you just have a problem, you know? Yeah, Cena's like, on the card. That's the problem. No, I have to watch him wrestle. No, you you don't though. I can. I, do, I, I, I will take one for the team, Dara, and cover that match. It's fine. Fair. Okay, fair. But I like Kevin Owens, and I want to see Bobby Lashley talk about golf. Yeah, but you can just you know you can go and just get yourself a ham sandwich. <laughs> Come back and be like, "Is it over yet?" I just, it, I won't just, be, it, won't, yeah. it won't be quick. It won't, it won't be a short, uh, long no, match. It'll be like five minutes. You know, you'll um, you can go off, have a sandwich, get your taxes in order, <laughs> match up all your socks. You know, maybe have a nap, back. like have a ba- have a twenty minute la- nap. You know, yeah, that's not take a bad care idea. Yourself. Maybe run a bath. You know, <laughs> <laughs> and, and that'll be time for the next match. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Well, look, uh, another one that you know will probably upset us is the Shield, or you know. As it's been called online, Roman Reigns' shield. Yeah. Uh, which is a thing. That's what they're actually calling it. Yeah. Wow. Just crazy. Versus Braun Strowman, Dolph Ziggler, and Drew McIntyre. So, yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I just, I, I don't have, like, you know, you know when they, you know when like uh, they describe like massive reactions as blowing the roof off a place? Hmm. This sucked all the air out of the place <laughs> well, I, think, I, think, I think it's an open air arena yeah it's gonna literally it's actually gonna so, remove there's gonna be a, a a decline in oxygen on earth during this match because people are just gonna hold their breath and hoping that they get the sweet embrace of the abyss <sighs> it's just, the whole thing but here's the thing though right like the shield yeah 
just are so lame now. It re- it's really upsetting. They've just ruined them completely. But like, this is the thing: is that like this is like <laughs> this is like a six-person match, and you know what? If it was a three-on-two handicap match, I'd be intrigued. But look, I like everyone in this match. That's the worst part. <laughs> like, I mean, I it's like I I don't dislike anyone in this match. All I'm saying is, is that if one person wasn't there, I would be going, I wonder who's going to win. Yeah, like if, if Roman Reigns wasn't in it, the match would get so much better so quick. And it's, it's, not because- not, it's not even that it would get better, just get more intriguing. Like, in, going- oh, in, yeah, you'd actually care. Yeah, because you could actually wonder if, because you're going like, well, like, you know, it, it is McIntyre and Strowman. They, you know, they should, like, even without Dolph, they should beat. Uh, Rollins and Ambrose, you know, mm. on paper, you know, if you're doing top trumps, they should beat them. Yeah, so but you know what? But you, but you know what will happen. But you know what will happen. Triple like, power bomb to all to, triple power bombs, and more yeah. triple power bombs, and more triple power bombs, and then Braun will get pinned, and yeah. I'll be sad. Or or triple power bombs to everybody, and then yeah. they 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 roll in Ziggler to take the pin. Yeah. Which will both yeah. probably happen. That, yeah, Ziggler, Ziggler eating a pin is a very likely thing to happen too. Yeah, yeah, that's why he's in the match, people. That's yeah, why he's in. That's, the match. <laughs> he's there for yeah, one reason to yeah. do the, to do the JLB, and that's it. Yeah, um, it's just like this is a match that doesn't need to happen. No, this, this whole shield reunion, this whole shield reunion thing doesn't need to happen. Yeah, turning like having Braun act as a heel doesn't need to happen either. Hmm. There's there's That's very true. little about this that needs to happen. It's ah, uh, I like I just, you know, it's 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 so iner- annoying when you're looking at most of the show and you're like, I really enjoy WWE right now, and then you just get to the portion of the card where it's everything, where it's like where it's just foregone conclusion after foregone conclusion, and you're just like. Yeah. <sighs> But this, like, I understand that this whole card, like, there's no point getting super upset over a card that really doesn't matter. And this no. card is the definition of something that doesn't matter. No, but it's like, a glorified house show. Well, oh, yeah, it is. But look, if I, if I was in Australia and I saw this card, I'd be like, are you for real? I want money back now, you know, because I just wouldn't go. It's just, there's nothing yeah. there that makes me actually want, want no, sorry, I lie. Uh, Triple H is resting. That's a lie. Yeah. I would be there. Yeah. yeah. But sorry. To forget what I said. <laughs> if, if that wasn't, if that was like, if that was just Triple H for four hours, fine. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I wouldn't um, care. You know, uh, but <laughs> like Triple H basically doing the um, uh, what was that thing? Uh, Cash Sono did a couple of years ago, where he did like a three-hour-long uh, gauntlet match. Yeah. Which, oh man, book yeah, that basically. <laughs> That'd be awesome. That'd be awesome. Book that, like, yeah. Imagine actually, this would be really cool. Imagine it was Cassius Ono versus Triple H in a four-hour-long Iron Man match. That'd be unreal. <laughs> That'd be fun. Be Twelve stars. Twelve stars. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure it's five stars per fifteen minutes. Is the yeah okay okay. I think that's fair. I think yeah, that's I, think, fair. I think that's fair. I think that's fair. <laughs> Unlimited stars, you like in you know, but, <laughs> infinite stars, infinite stars. But uh, yeah, like it's, I, I do think this show kind of peaks with the Undertaker and Triple H. You know, um, that's like the only match that's like making this card seem special. Yeah, like Ronda Rousey and the Bella Twins. I guess the Bella Twins coming back is kind of special. Going oh. against the riot, the Riot Squad. I really like Ruby Riot, but I wish yeah. she was more like Paige, and I wish Paige was more like Daphne, and I wish they both more like Daphne, and I wish they both were Daphne. Yeah, um, but well, I, I mean, Ruby, like Ruby's, a, is really solid in the ring. She is. I like her. Good. I, I, I like good. her a lot. Um, I think her finish is too babyface ish. Babyface ish. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the right kick. I think, I you know, I think if she had like a single like crab or something as a finish instead, it would be a bit better. Uh, but I'm just a sucker for uh, heels doing submission finishes. Um, yeah, I think. Um, um, 
like I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan of Ruby Riot. I'm a big fan of everyone in the Riot Squad. I like the fact that like I can't make out anything Sarah Logan says. It's awesome. Um, mm-hmm. It makes it very hard to judge her on conviction levels when you're going. I'm sure she's saying something. So good on her. Um, and um, oh, what's what's the other one? Um, Liv Morgan is. Uh, has improved a lot. Like, I mean, she, I don't know if you saw her when she, when she first uh, started showing up on NXT TV, but boy, oh boy, was she bad. She was really bad. Really? <laughs> she's improved. Yeah. She, um, yeah, she was, she was, I wouldn't say she was deplorable, but she was like, um, she was pretty much as bad as uh, Dana Brooke was when Dana started up, when Dana first debuted. But unlike Dana, she actually improved. Right. Dana, Dana just, Dana's never been good, <laughs> unfortunately. Um, you know, I like, I mean, I think like it's a shame because Dana definitely has like perks to her, but she's just never been able to translate the personality that she has outside the ring into the personality she has inside the ring. And that's a, that's a bit of a bummer because yeah. like if she, if she was able to do it, she would death, she would be, like as big as any of the any of the uh, main event divas right or main event women right now totally sir you know um which is it's a shame because like you know i mean it'd be nice if it, if the divas was even if the women's division was more competitive it's still it's competitive but it'd be cool if it was even more competitive you know? yeah no i agree there i it's just i think i think we're getting there it's just yeah. going to take a bit more time. That's all. Oh, yeah. But I mean, like every call-up session, you're like, oh, man, it's just so stacked now, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And it's great. And I think, like, I mean, I, I don't know where, like, what the next step is from here. Maybe women get their own show, like 205 have their own show. Mm. I don't. I, yeah. I, yeah, that could work. I, I can see that happening. Yeah. I Like, I just, I don't. I don't know if they want to do that because I don't know if they want to segregate or whatever, but you know, maybe they do weight classes or because like having like a, um, having like a featherweight division or something for the, for like, you know, for the lighter girls or something might be an idea, hmm. you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, look, uh, it's, it's one of those things that like definitely having a tag division would be awesome. Yeah. Uh, eventually, I think. Look, uh, we've been stung with that when TNA did that. So <laughs> let's just. Yeah, I, I think it's kind of. Let's yeah. just put the, you it, know, give it time. Give it time. Yeah. Look, it's, I, what I mean is, it's got It would be a great idea for at some point to build to having like as deep a women's division as they have with men's. I agree. I agree. Yeah. I, I I do think that will happen eventually. I think this um, evolution pay per view is going to be. That's like the when, start of it, basically. Yeah. Yeah, once that once that happens and once it kind of takes over and stuff like that, that's when you'll have your your um your start of it, you know. But mm. there's re- really quick um this weekend, uh, the first of September is mm. all in. We finally got here, so it, it's still kind of up in the air as what's going to happen. Uh, there is a final build to it. We don't know exactly what's going to happen, but. Mm. Um, yeah, look, guys. You know, there is a, up on com right now. There is an article that runs the latest video, the Go Home episode of uh, Being the Elite, and mm. it's uh, the final build to Saturday's big all-in event live from the Sears uh, Center in Chicago. And this features pro, uh, promos from uh, Marty Scully, or sorry, Marty Scully, someone else. Yeah, I know. Uh, mm. Stephen Armel, Christopher Daniels, Rey Mysterio, and so much more. This is Restview.com is going to be part of the All In Weekend as part of the Starcade Convention on Podcast Road this Saturday. So check so out the Starcast? guys there. Yeah, yeah, Starcast, Starcast. What did yeah, I say? Starcade. Starcade. Yeah, <laughs> I wish it was Starcade. Um, <laughs> yeah, Starcast Convention. So that's pretty cool. Uh, the guys are going to be there. So go over and check them out. Speaking of which, uh, not this weekend, but the weekend after. I'll be on assignment over at um, the wrestle. What's the wrestling media con over in yeah. Manchester? So we'll be getting some um, some interviews from Impact talent directly over there. So that's going to be pretty cool. That's so I'm looking great. for. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. It's, it looks like a pretty good event, um, but you know we'll just have to wait and see what happens. That's if you guys are interested. It's happening next Saturday and Sunday in uh, in Manchester over in the UK. 
Um, and also, speaking on the weekends, guys, I want to do a quick plug for another show here we do on uh, Phoenix 92.5. And we do a wrestling, and we do, not wrestling, we do a nerd culture show. That's what we're doing right now, Dara. So, oh, it's all running together. We do a nerd, we do a nerd culture uh, show called um, Nerd to No Basis, and that's on Saturday at 5 p.m. Brian, for anyone who has never heard the show, sell it to them real quick. Um, well, what do you say about it? Basically, um, it's a nerd culture show. We talk about video games, movies, comics, and like anything else nerd, nerd related. You could say it's on a nerd to no basis. Um, just to kind of work in the name, that is the joke. And um, yeah, basically, that's essentially the rundown of it. Um, we will be having a, we're still go- working our way through all the, uh, audio that we generated from, uh, from Dublin Comic-Con and yeah, eventually we'll actually start airing the, uh, some of the little interviews we did and a mm. few of the, um, uh, panels we did. We're going to try and get them up onto a YouTube as well soon enough. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you actually like, reach out to the people that we recorded and go, Hey, here's the thing. Yeah. <laughs> like, the thing with it is we, we haven't decided exactly what we're going to do as far as keeping them separate or not. Like rescue.com mm. is obviously our, our home site, but we have WVIDS.com, which is this show's website. So we might, we we'll probably build in some kind of uh offshoot for there to know there and keep it all in one place. And we you know we might share the, um, the YouTube channel that we have now, WVIDS 2016. So um, yeah, look, there's there's a rake of interviews there. I'm still going. I'm still going through the archives of this show because you know at, at over 300 shows they start building up. So as soon as I build them up there, we'll be you know building out the um, the YouTube content. But I do have to say I really enjoyed the the show that went out last week. For anyone who didn't check it out, um, or sorry, two weeks ago, three three nineteen. That was a archive show from back in 2000 there's the show from 2012 with Corey and uh, Kevin Madden from the actually there podcast and then there was an interview with uh, at the time Rockstar spoiled about this charity work that was pretty cool they never actually made it to air so it, it going through the going through the hard drives it's like wow we really on the show did a lot of content <laughs> So it's kind of it's kind of good to go back to uh, regularly scheduled stuff as well. Because if you want to reach out to us, the best way to do it is, of course, uh, via Twitter. WVI Desk um, is is the best way to reach us, or you can email WVI Desk two thousand sixteen at gmail dot com. Um, real quick, Bryn, before we wrap up this week, if you were to say the one biggest problem with um, this whole Roman Reigns, Braun Strowman thing. You know, because we, we've already yeah. have announced coming up on September 16th at Hell in a Cell uh, that this is going to be the, the WWE uh, Universal Championship match. This is this is yeah. what we're getting. Uh, yeah. It's going to be a Hell in a Cell match. Also coming up is going to be a WWE Championship match with uh, AJ Styles and Samoa Joe and then a Raw Women's Championship with Ronda Rousey and Alexa Bliss. Nothing too surprising. Pretty much the return match for SummerSlam. Why is this not working? Well, it doesn't work. I mean, there's... Like, on the face of it, it, one of the problems is is that, like, they're kind of jumbling around with Braun a bit too much. When the reality is is that, like, 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 the audience are very ready for Braun to be champion. Yeah, they actually want him to be champion, which might be a bit weird for WWE to understand that they might actually have people. People actually have favorites and have ideas of who they would like to see be the champion, but outside of who they they, they choose, yeah. Yeah. and like it, uh, it can like I think the the problem is is that like the way that they've done this, they've played the hand, and it's very clear that Roman's going to beat Braun. Because yeah. that's what the, that's the story they're telling, and the the problem is is that the story they're telling, as much as they want to tell it, and I get that they want to tell it, it's not it's not compelling, you know. No, and it's like, no, it's not. I mean, I mean, I mean, on one hand, you all you have to do is just look at like uh, they will always point to stuff like uh, how heavily Romans tweeted, how have like the YouTube videos from the like 
uh, the amount of merch he sells. But look, when you have twice as much merch for him as you do for everyone else, of course he's going to sell out more merch than anyone else. When he's in the main, he's, when he's in every main event segment, of course he's going to have higher view counts because it's the most important thing on the show. Like when you have, like, you know, you can go through all those kind of things. Of course, people are going to talk about it, and of course, people like. It's like if you if you're getting if you're getting that if you're getting tens of thousands of tweets of people complaining about something, of course it's not a good thing. You know, you can go well. There's so many people watching this thing. Yeah, sure. But like, if someone's got if something if the majority of what you're getting is negative feedback, maybe don't do it. Like, yeah. it's uh, like it, it's very it's very strange. Yeah, and like. I mean, again, we've talked about this before, but we've said, like, it's not, you know, turning him heel, my, it probably won't be the solution to the problem because what do you do? Because, like, exactly. if you keep, exactly. like, it's, if you change, you, like, a, a heel turn, a heel turn works when someone is interesting and people are interested mm-hmm. enough to, for it to become a heel turn or to, to be yeah. invested in that. But if someone isn't well, interested in something to begin with, it's just not going to work. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, you know, the thing is, like, it's, you can't, like, a heel turn can make someone interesting, but, yeah. the, 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 that means that the turn itself has to be interesting. Like, I agree. I mean, I'm trying to think of like of a good example of like a heel turn from someone that I I wasn't too into. Actually, a really good example of a heel turn that made someone way more interesting. When Adam Cole won the Ring of Honor World Title for the first time, he mm. immediately turned heel, and it was like he went from being a milk toast Matt Hardy esque. Uh, uh, performer, which is like bona fide mid card babyface, and mm. then turned into a main event heel in the space of two minutes. That's yeah. interesting. You and know? I think, and I think on that point, Bryn, we are going to have to leave it again. You know, an, an hour is super quick when yeah. it comes to wrestling. It really is. Um, but just warmed up. <laughs> you know, 90 minutes is the perfect wrestling uh, podcast but you know we have an hour and we're grateful for it so guys um before we get out of here Bryn, how can the people reach you so you can reach me on the twitter at uh, castbraincast that is with underscores between the words so that would be cast underscore brain underscore cast and yeah so that's the main place you can find me and then there's also like you can try to find me through facebook but i wouldn't recommend but it's it. difficult Yes. <laughs> and guys, if you want to reach me, you can at Dara WV on Twitter. That's Dara, D-A-R-R-A-G-H-W-V. Until next week, this has been the Rescue International Desk. I've been Dara Connor. We'll talk to you then. Bye.